0: Welcome to the UIAAA
1: connection podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA connection podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAA Connection podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAA Connection. Today, we're excited to have the NIAAA president, Mike McGurk, Certified Master Athletic Administrator as our guest. Welcome to the podcast, Mike
0: mark thanks for inviting me i'm pretty excited i mean there's been a long list of esteemed colleagues that have been on this podcast it's uh that's totally
1: right and excited. you're invited and you're the very first from missouri Fan- so there you go
0: fantastic i'll make sure josh scott is aware of that <laughs>
1: yeah, very good why don't you begin by sharing with our audience here in utah and across the nation where you grew up where you went to college your first job those types of things?
0: Yeah. Um, some people know I'm, I'm from Virginia originally. So, um, born and raised in Fairfax County, which is a pretty big school district, and went to Chantilly High School, stayed in the area, went to college at George Mason University. Yes, the George Mason that made that Cinderella run to the Final Four a number of years ago. Um, I actually got to attend the Final Four in Indy that year, which was kind of cool. Um, you know, went to George Mason after my sophomore year, kind of decided I wanted to teach. And so I started substitute teaching. As a junior in college, I took classes two days a week and substituted the other three and was coaching basketball at the time. Um, And then jumped into field hockey and girls track. So those are my coaching backgrounds. when I started doing this and uh, had some really good role models that uh, got me down that path which we, we I guess we'll get to a later time but um, you know basketball is kind of my thing in high school I enjoyed it a lot not very good but enough that I could pay attention and kind of led to my passion and in, in coaching and such so it, it's pretty good to to, to uh you know, I had some op- some great opportunities there and had some great people to work with. So that kind of got me on the road to athletic administration. Very good. Did you,
1: were you able to play, uh, what was the U-sports like in Fairfax County? There lots of opportunities or not so yeah. much? Or-
0: yeah, U-sports, uh, growing up, I played everything. I, I actually was, I loved soccer for a bit, um, played baseball for some, uh, football some basketball obviously golf um yeah i kind of did i think i was like more or less jack of all trades master of none i just liked to participate and be involved and do stuff and and growing up not so much tons at the high school level or college level but growing up i definitely had some great opportunities to participate and it got to meet a lot of great people who i'm still friends with today through through sports
1: Excellent. Well, you mentioned earlier, some of the mentors uh, that had an effect on you. So uh, take a moment and share with our audience, some of the people that had a big effect in your life early on, uh, in Virginia, in Missouri, and then of course, nationally.
0: Yeah, I've had, I've been really fortunate, Mark, in that sense. Um, when I first coming up through my, my high school basketball coach, Mark Martino, um, he's the one that got me started in the coaching track. And then, uh, he was the head varsity coach and I was one of his assistants. And when he got the athletic director job, uh, he kind of said to me, Hey, do you want to go down the head coach route or athletic administration route? So I kind of came to a crossroad and he was kind of instrumental in me getting there. And then once I went down the athletic administration route, I had some great people to guide me my first couple of years. So uh, Jeff Deetsy, who's in the hall mm-hmm. of fame and I triple hall of fame, Donna King, who's in the triple hall of fame and Dave Morgan past president and NI AAA Hall of Fame were all ADs in my conference, my area in Fairfax County. So um, early on, they, they got hold of me and said, Hey, it's, you can have fun and play golf and do the stuff, you know, have a day in the office in the Hutch office, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you also have to do this professional development stuff. You know, you need to take classes, you need to be on committees. Um, And then, you know, my first class was with Dick Kemper. You know, again, like I just had, I was really lucky to have so many great people to say that. And then to transition states, Mark, that's kind of hard. I I feel like I was in position to Virginia to start taking on some leadership spots at that time. I had been AD for six years before coming to Missouri. And then I had to start over again. But with Marty O'Hearn, who's in the NIAA Hall of Fame, um, Josh Scott, who will eventually, and, you know, some other folks, uh, Jim Gagan, who's in the Hall of Fame, they, in Missouri were instrumental in getting me involved with the state association and teaching classes and starting over again, but getting to know everybody in the state and then nationally. You know, once I jumped on a committee, I was fortunate enough, as, as you probably know, the awards committee, right? I mean, that's
1: yes, that had
0: you, you <laughs> look at who was on that committee my first year, it was like Cass Herbst, uh, Lannis Robinson, Rich Barton. Uh, you could go down the list of people who have been past presidents or. Uh, award winners and a lot of them staying on the awards committee so I again had a great experience of working and networking with people and you know being on the awards committee you get to know all the people who win awards so each year you're getting to learn probably 20 to 25 people's and get to know them personally and so that helped too as I did that for six years um, serving on the awards committee and then as the chair by last year there so I had some great people and I hope my goal is to hopefully be able to do that to younger ADs as they start working through the process of of professionally growing um, through our associations.
1: Allow me to add a few more awards committee highlights from because when you got on I was gone but some of the vice chairs for me when I was the chair of the awards committee Joni Paps, Hall of Fame, Bobby Rossi, Andy child's army both past presidents or, i mean that's incredible so thank you for that shout out let's have a more serious question for a moment here mike what's your biggest failure or disappointment and what did you learn from it
0: wow see that this is such an easy question because there's so many to pick from um i think you know one of the great things is we get to learn from our failures and i've been on some uh, some other podcasts and talked about different things and this one i decided that um, my first failure or biggest one, I think was, um, when I became the AD at James Robinson secondary school, which is at the time was the biggest school in the state of Virginia. Uh, it's a second seven through 12. And we had about 4,200 kids in the building. And that's I was a, a second, lot, it is. And I was a second year AD and
1: that's like a was, junior
0: college. Like you're the AD over junior college. You got 4,200 kids. That's incredible. And it was my second year. And so I feel like it was like the analogy of giving the keys to a, a Ferrari to a 16 year old, right? I felt <laughs> like, um, and, and I look back on it and, and I was more of a manager than I was a leader. Like I, I didn't quite get the how to lead people part at that time. And I've even talked to a few of those coaches that were there when I first started. And I said, you know, I was not good as an AD when I started out with you guys. I said, we got through it and we did some nice things. But when I look back at how did I grow leaders? How did I grow coaches? How did I challenge them? I was more like just doing enough to get by. And um, the car was going way too fast for me to steer. And really the analogy works on a lot of levels. And so I feel like uh, I learned an awful lot in my five years there. I mean, certainly we've host, we hosted a ton of state events because our gym could seat 5,000. So, you know, we hosted the state championship for wrestling, for gymnastics, um, semifinals for basketball, um, state lacrosse. So I learned a lot about event management being in that role, but I didn't really learn a lot about leading people and I've since grown a lot in that that category. So I think that was one of my greatest failures and I certainly use it to motivate me to be better now that I'm year 21, as opposed to year two.
1: Well, that's a great observation. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's talk now about (coughs) your first year in Fairfax, 21 years ago, and now as the NIAAA president, how has the job
0: of AD changed in those 21 years? Wow, Um, I some of it's the same. So relationship piece being important and such, I think uh, more has been added to the AD's plate, right? I I think with the when I first started out, nobody had turf fields, so you were more concerned about watching the weather and and rainouts and reschedules for things in your stadium. And now that everybody has to reveal, you don't have to worry about that. You're scheduling stuff all the time, getting in there and, and your schedule's full. Um, and I think more and more got put on the athletic administrator's plate in regards to expectations. Uh, you know, and, and some of it's good. Digital ticketing, like there's a lot of video boards and trying to find people to run and live stream. And, you know, before you just had to get ticket takers and your scoreboard operator your PA person, and you were fairly well ready to run an event. Now it's it's much more of a production now, um, but I think we also have better resources. You know, with the expectations, we did get better resources. I mean, huddle was not a thing when I first started. <laughs> I remember, like, dropping off VHS tapes, you know, at, at Saturday a, morning, yeah, Waffle House <laughs> in a Saturday morning and, and, and doing that stuff or actually having to go scout a basketball game in person and write down what they're doing and such. Uh, but the technology and advancements have helped. Um, but I think, uh, the time expectation sometimes I think is, is a burden for some who don't feel comfortable telling folks or delegating responsibilities to people. Cause I heard on a podcast, not terribly long ago, somebody was working a hundred hours a week as an AD. You can't sustain yeah. that. There's no way, um, if you're doing it right, you're in season, you're probably like 50 to 60 hours max, because if you're not taking time for you and your family, and I'm lucky I wasn't overwhelmed early because I had young kids, but both of mine are either in or out of college at this point. And so I can take on the additional time and responsibility and not have issues. And I think that's been the changes our, the expectation of time of all, us in our job is greater than it was when I first started very good thanks for sharing that
1: Let's talk for a moment about your journey so if, if my math is correct and hopefully it is six years in Virginia which means you've had another 16 years in Missouri and so you're one of the few ads that's been on this podcast that has worked in two different states and then of course now you, uh, your journey with the UI or excuse me the NIAAA as well
0: Yeah and, and I, I have great. I, I think it's really lucky to be able to work in two states and, and two geographic areas, because I didn't just know Virginia folks, you know, we, we work closely with Maryland, D.C., um, what the border states, West Virginia, Kentucky. So it, even in our section, I knew people, and um, it was, it was, I was very, even in my first job, Hutch, is, was at Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Tech which is like the top high school academically in the country. If you Google, if you follow any of those ratings, right? Yeah, it's, it's number number one. And so I learned a lot about the importance of academics in that particular situation. And the principal I had there, um, Elizabeth Lodel, great role model for me and um, wasn't a mentor. I didn't list her because she was my. I was only there one year. But okay. man, she was good. And she was truth be told, I've now been in. Um, you know, this is my 21st year that was the only principal that did not get hired when I got hired. So all my other spots, um, I was hired by a brand new principal to that building, except at Thomas Jefferson, which is I. When I was thinking about and preparing for this. I was like, man, that's really kind of weird that I've been fortunate in, in Robinson and in Jefferson City High School and then now here, at least Summit North, the principal and I came in together, which has helped. Because we're both coming at the same time. We can work on our expectations, what we want to get accomplished. Really cool. Um, but Elizabeth really helped me get started um, in there. And then getting to Missouri, uh, you know, being in Section 5 is awesome, right? I mean, you, you think of, like, those states and, and all the folks, the leaders in Nebraska and Kansas and the Rich Bouchards and Lee and Lane Greens of the world. And then you go up to Army and Mike Purdy and such in Nebraska and even, you know, North and South Dakota, it's, it's helped me grow. Like, I don't, I got to spend a lot of time with Jason Weberg at, in North Dakota. And, um, you know, he has a lot different things to worry about than I do in a metropolitan area. And sometimes we lose focus of what each other has to deal with. Right. I mean, he, he has an ice rink at his school, but the rodeo was coming in to use his ice rink. And they can schedule it whenever they want because it's run through Parks and Rec, not through the school district. So they can oh, run the my. rodeo on the same night as a Friday night football game. So like in, in, a, in a urban area where I've been most of my life, I don't think about stuff like that or have a, an, an understanding. Whereas I've really gotten to learn from my section five folks um, a lot about differences and such. And then when I got to the national level involvement, It's been, it's been awesome, Mark. I mean, professionally, when people say, what do you do to grow? I mean, just the network and conversations that I can have with you, I can pick up the phone with you, with Jamie Sheets in Utah, with Damian Frassinelli in Connecticut, Tony Fisher in Minnesota. I feel like I could drive through almost any state, pick up the phone and call an AD and say, hey, I just broke down. Can you help me out? And I feel like somebody in one of the states I would know close enough to to have that assistance so I think you know for for people who want to get involved it started with me being on a committee and taking leadership training classes because you get to know the instructors you get to know people who are in your class that really helped me to get involved with the NIAA.
1: very good thank you much so much for sharing that let's go to a lighter part of the program something that we don't normally get to and uh Of course, the third party in this maybe or may not remain nameless, but I want you to talk about the Tons of Tired episode. It's it's a board story, and so I'm hoping, obviously, the people that have been on the board across this country love it, but I'm hoping that those that haven't had a chance get an insight to what goes on outside those board meetings. So take it away, Mike.
0: (laughs) It's a lot of fun. We get to know each other really well, and we can joke with each other. So. The name nameless, she's being named right now. So Becky <laughs> Moran was on the board with me, um, who's now, uh, you know, assistant executive director in the NIAAA and uh, Jamie Sheets and I, we were driving to the Prairie, which was like our night activity on one of the nights we were in Indy for the board and we go to see a concert and stuff. And so uh, we had the sodas and waters and stuff in the cooler in the car. And so we're driving to the, to listen to this concert and everybody else is in the van driven by the man the chauffeur phil risen and um the bad moon rising the bad Moon phil bad Moon rising <laughs> and so becky gets a flat tire and so jamie and i think hey this is pretty cool not a big deal we'll get off on the side of the interstate right and we'll change the tire yeah, yeah. so we pull over and becky goes well we go where's the spare becky goes i don't have a spare and Jamie goes, well, what do you mean you don't have it? Every car has a spare. <laughs> and she goes, no, I truly don't have a spare tire. And so we can't even believe it. So we opened up. Of course, there's no spare and Becky's right. So whether it, this is Saturday night at like five o'clock. And so we're like, man, what do we, we got to find a tire place. So we get online and we find a place that's close by tons of tires and um, they're still open and they have her tire in stock, right? And so all the stars are aligning. So Becky tries to get a tow there and she can't get one right away. And so we end up, Jamie and I get one that comes, but of course the tow truck comes and they don't have room for Jamie and I. So Becky gets like, we felt bad because Becky's getting in the car with the tow truck with this guy. We don't like, we don't know. Right. And so Jamie and I are like, we'll meet you there. Well, it's a two mile walk to, from where we were on the side of the interstate to tons of tires. Thankfully, it wasn't too bad. Uh, it started to rain. We had thunder. Now Jamie and I will probably tell you it was pouring buckets, but it was probably more sprinkling. But it was raining as we were walking to Tons of Tires, and um, walking the other, on
1: the side of the freeway.
0: Yeah, we're on the side. Yeah, we are the side of an interstate highway. Eventually, we—I felt like at times we were like Frogger, trying to get across the road before we got hit by cars. <laughs> and um, we we get to Tons of Tires and. I think they are They are now going to become an NIAAA sponsor. Now that Becky's in charge of sponsorship, I think she's working on getting them in to be, since they were so helpful. They got her attire and I'm going to be honest, the other board members, I don't, I'm not sure how concerned they were with Mike and Becky and, and Jamie's well being as much as they were that we had the cooler in the car and when were we going to make it to the prairie? So <laughs> um, it, we got a couple calls from them. They actually, came to tons of tires to pick up the cooler to make sure that they had the soda and water. So um, it, it was. It actually worked out. Becky, we have pictures of it. We might've made it into a PowerPoint presentation and she may have gotten a few fix-a-flats for Christmas that year, but uh, <laughs> we we had a really good time with it. And I think that's the best part about being involved in the NIAAA, whether you're on the board or not, is the friendships that you make, the lifelong friendships, um, none of us are going to forget that story um and we we laugh at we laugh then we laugh now and it's just really awesome to be able to have so many what i call true friends at this point that i've served on the board or even just worked on through the ni with leadership training or, or workshops or whatever i mean mike elson you know mike from mm-hmm. tennessee yes we we hooked up one year we were assigned to do a workshop together in indianapolis on transitioning from middle school to high school athletics we didn't know each other at that point and now you know look at us he's kovaleski winner and i'm involved in the board and such and i mean just ironically we were thrown together in a workshop and i got to know and meet him and we've spent time at his school in tennessee as we've driven through and so i just i'm so happy with the lifelong friendships that i've been able to establish as being part of our organization well
1: thank you so much for sharing that it uh of course, I had the chance to be on the board years before you did, but I think the Valpo bus may even still be talked about in the boardroom and many other stories, so that's that's an incredible story. So let's get a little bit more serious now, and I want you to reflect upon your time, uh, <clears throat> eight months now, of being the NIAAA president, and what a blessing it's been, and I want you to expand a little bit more on that. I know you talked about being on the board, but talk specifically about the chance you've had to be the president.
0: Yeah, it's been a really um, exciting year, Hutch. I was just reflecting on this yesterday with Phil on a different conversation that, um, man, we've had a lot. So we started off with, with Mike announcing his, Mike Blackburn, Dr. Blackburn, his retirement from the NIAAA at the for really first board meeting I was in charge of in February of, of running. And so, um, you know, I was, educated on that process through the POP manual of how to hire us, you know, if we wanted to hire internally, if we wanted to post and then lead the board through that process. And then it was a, a lengthy process to get Phil in. And then um, the assistance, which took a little longer than we anticipated. And we came up with a different format when Sharice turned in her um, Mm -hmm. uh resignation letter it allowed us to be a little creative and hire two assistants uh Becky and Rich Barton from Utah Becky we've already talked about so that took a lot of time and energy and focus uh also with the 50th anniversary of Title IX this year that's been fantastic to lead people through uh that we had we formed a subcommittee uh Becky was in charge of that subcommittee to highlight, and we've done, I feel like the association's done a great job um, highlighting female leaders throughout the years and their impact on Title IX, and, you know, and I'm so proud when you look at Peg Pennepacker, who's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this year, the 50th anniversary of Title IX year, she was in tears, you know, when, when she got that notification, and that that's really special that we get to celebrate that, and I think people who know me know how passionate I am about e- being inclusive and really looking forward to, uh, with my work with the DEI, which is now a committee, um, and reaching out to underrepresented ADs, whether they're female, people of color, um, that, that's been pretty important to me. my motto this year is value others. Uh, and, and I just, you know, I had uh, a coin that I made for the board members to hand out to folks for people who that they value. Um, And so those are circulating around and doing stuff. And I know a lot of people have gotten positive feedback. You know, some people gave it to their secretary and they're in tears because they just, you know, it's just something like physical that you can say, Hey, you know, this is how I feel about you um, kind of deal. And I I think that's important for me as a person is, is is making sure the people that I work with that I'm friends with, that they feel like they're valued. Um, And, and that's from, you know, we've heard the stories from the building custodians and if you come through and ask my custodians, hey, does this guy know your name? Does he, you know, what, what's your relationship like with the AD? I'm pretty confident they'd feel pretty positive about that because we spend a lot of time building those relationships. And I've been able to do that as, as you know, working through the presidency and and um, as we start to make some ch- And I also wrote, co-wrote, co-authored a class with Josh God and some other great authors, 704, which is going to be hopefully rolling out here in December. And then also as part of revision of 726 that I co-wrote with um, Susan Robbins. So it's really been a busy presidential year. Um, I've had the opportunity to you know, go to different section meetings, which was great. Um, and that's always nice to be able to see how other states and sections do their conferences and meetings. And so I've been just really blessed to I mean, this is really the first year in a while that we haven't had COVID, and I've been able to travel and do all this stuff, and hopefully this convention in, in Nashville, we're 100% ready to go, no restrictions, and, you know, that's been a blessing, because, you know, with with Lisa and Lannis having to go through that the last two years, um, hopefully this will be the first year where we're all back together, and it's just really one big, fantastic convention, and I know Kelly Fish and that that host committee is doing a great job getting ready for this uh, conference, I actually got to go to Nashville, the Gaylord in June, bringing some kids to a work uh, HOSA competition. And so hotel looks great. The new water park looks great. So if you're bringing your family, there's a place for them to swim and do some stuff. And I've had a really good year, um, Hutch. And I really think that uh, I'm just blessed to have this opportunity to serve in this role.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing that. uh, And thank you for sharing that part about the coin. Because I did have one at one time that was given to me that's since been passed on. And I just think that's such a, a great idea and a positive. Allow me a follow-up to what you said earlier. So what was it like? Because there's maybe two NIAA presidents that I know of. You're getting ready. The board comes in. You do your subcommittee work. You do all that stuff. I'm, business as usual. You're the president. You've got to run the agenda. And as I understand it, Right before the meeting start, Mike says, hey, uh, can I talk to you or something like that? And he drops the bomb on you, or maybe it was Phil, and then you have to deal with that. So just uh, talk about that for a moment.
0: Yeah, that that was pretty much what happened. Mike called me in and said, hey, FYI, I'm going to tender my letter of resignation effective next January. Um, I was like, so, all right, Mike, people are going to ask. Did I drive you to this <laughs> <laughs> or are you, do you thinking like, man, I think we're in good shape. I'm going to get out. Well, the getting's good. Mike McGurk's there. I think we're in good shape. Josh Scott will tell you that it was Mike was saying he's getting out. Cause Mike McGurk's president. And I think, we're, <laughs> but, and, I, and I'm not sure there aren't others that agree. In. And so um, it, he went through the pop, man, we went through the pop manual of what options we had. And then so going into the, Phil had no idea. So going into the, the boardroom, we had to go to closed session where Mike and Phil weren't there and we had to talk about what we wanted to do and the process options that we had. Uh, and then uh, the officers interviewed Phil. We had some questions for him to see if he was ready to take on that role as, as executive director. Um, the board unanimously voted to elevate Phil in that spot. Um, and then we started working on the process for the assistant or associate, which now are assistants. Um, and again, it's it's an interesting process, Mark, because there's so many chiefs, right? We're all leaders. And then just yeah. to work to be able to work together and to come up with such a creative out of the box solution. Like, I don't think when we started this process, people would have said, oh, yeah, you're going to hire two assistant directors and you're going to hit home runs with. Becky Moran, and Rich Barton, Um, and so it took a while to get there, um, but I think in the end, it was the great work of the board. Um, Appreciate everybody who applied and interviewed. I mean, we we, we spent a lot of time going through the process um, to try to finalize this, but I think, you know, we're in really good hands with Phil taking over and Mike still being there and through this conference and being able to to do that and so uh, it's been really awesome um, uh, after the initial shock right of, of, of being one of the three that's had to replace the executive director and, and the board just did a fantastic job of working through the process and having some great dialogue as we as we kind of went back and forth on some of the different options so they, they I know people like what did the board actually do they have a lot of good honest dialogue And a lot of great feedback back and forth. And I can tell you they are very thoughtful in their decision-making process.
1: Thanks so much for sharing that. Talk for just a few moments about the most recent NIAAA conference in Denver. And, of course, it was after one or two, well, the virtual that uh, we had, the Tampa virtual. But just talk, share just one or two observations regarding that before we wrap this up.
0: Yeah, I think it was awesome. I think people were excited to be back together. I saw a lot of hugging, even with masks on, it was fine. I mean, I think, uh, and I love that people were so okay of wearing a mask and just, there were some people very worried about COVID and some not, but everybody seemed to get along. To be able to honor people in, in person was fantastic. Uh, you know, we had two, we had the award ceremony to do from mm-hmm. the you know, the year before, and so, and to allow Lannis and Lisa, they did a great job working together to allow both of them the experience of being an in-person president, and so um, that was really cool to see Lannis get his, his opportunity, and Lisa sharing that opportunity with Lannis, and so um I think it was just, it was great, and de- nobody had been to Denver, and so it was nice to see a different city, um, but you know, again, we're going back to Nashville and people love it there. You can walk yeah. across the street to the mall and uh, the, go downtown. I mean, there's the, the Titans are in town. The Predators are in town. I mean, there's going to be a lot to do this year when we get to Nashville. Share
1: with us, Mike, your favorite part of your job. Uh,
0: for me, there's two. One, in the building, the favorite part is g- still working with kids. Um, I have a student leadership group that I work with twice a month. I love still having that contact with the kids. It makes me feel youthful, even though I'm not, I said, makes me feel (laughs) youthful. And then for me, it's the uh, relationships that I have built with people across the country, like just, um, you know, the different opportunities, like the professional development conference, which is uh, an opportunity to meet with people, the conference uh, section meetings. I, I don't have a whole lot of, friends like in kansas city that i hang out with per se um but the ni is my family and i have a, a huge family and i've been able and fortunate to build a lot of great relationships with people um who i would go to the mat for right i mean there's a lot of people they would call me in a heartbeat and and i would be there for them and i just that relationship piece and just getting to know folks, that's been the best part of my job. That's that's why I love being so involved with the NIAAA.
1: Thanks for sharing. Quickly, share your two suggestions for a brand new AD that they would follow these suggestions in order to be a success. What would those two suggestions be?
0: Number one, it's got to be my theme, right? Value others. Make sure your, your admin assistant, if you have one, feels valued. You're Your your building folks, your teachers, your coaches, they got to feel like they're going to go through the wall for you if there's a situation. And two, I I think I spoke to a little bit, don't be afraid to create some time for yourself. Like with all the mental health issues that we have and such and the obstacles we've overcome and the adversity, take time for yourself, time for you and your family, and don't apologize if you miss a school event because you're taking care of yourself or spending time to watch your kid play use sports or whatever the situation may be you've earned the time off to be able to spend some time with your family and don't apologize for that and feel guilty about missing something at school
1: great points thanks for sharing that let's finish with this mike what questions should i have asked you that i failed to ask you
0: how did you overcome the adversity of working with josh Scott for so long (laughs) (laughs) no Now, oh, I mean,
1: I can't wait till he hears this. That's going to be awesome.
0: I, I, Josh is like a brother to me. I mean, we both came into Missouri the same year and we were in schools pretty close to each other. And so our career path has been pretty similar. And he's one of my dearest friends and, you know, people know that we, we play golf together, we fish, and we've had some stories about that. And, and Phil and Lannis, like, that's what I mean by family. I can joke with my family members and it's not personal and, and we have a good time and we give and take a little bit, you know, and so um, Josh is a really good guy and he's been a really good servant leader for Missouri and for the nation. And so I, at times I like to give him some static. So that, that would have been the one question I asked, but I, I think, you know, Mark, these podcasts are fantastic. I listen to a bunch of them because I learned so much uh, that personal stories that I maybe don't get that chance to from time to time. So I appreciate people like you and hanging with the ADs and Paradox and Jake and all those folks that do podcasts that really get the different stories out to people and highlight a lot of different folks from across the country. And so the work you guys are doing um, is fantastic and really just appreciate that you guys take the time to do this.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're too kind. So that wraps it up for this edition. Of the UIAA Connection. Once again, our guest today has been Mike McGurk, certified master athletic administrator and president of the NIAAA. Again, thanks for being on the podcast today, Mike.
0: Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate the invite.
1: For our viewers and our listeners, I should say, please tune in again next week for another edition of the UIAA Connection.